Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Office Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. So welcome to the show, Carla. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. No, thank you for taking the time out um, and very interesting to learn more about your insights on the diverse employee backgrounds and how it enhances CX. But before we get into it, could you please uh, give us a bit of background about yourself? Absolutely. I am originally from Mexico. I grew up in Mexico City. Ooh. I am the Senior Vice President of Customer Success at Street Systems. Bursary is a procure-to-pay business solution. We deploy a SaaS model using cloud technology. My career has been focused mainly on hospitality. And prior to joining Bursary, I work at Four Seasons Hotel in procurement. Different locations, different cities, all within the U.S. and some stints in Europe, some stints uh, in Canada. During my tenure at Bursary, I have managed implementations, the project and program teams. And currently, I own the e-learning customer success and knowledge management initiatives. Cool. Nice hotel. I mean, I guess you've, you've learned a lot about service in the hotel industry. Absolutely. <laughs> so talk to us. Tell us, I mean, what does it mean uh, by diverse employee background for you? Because diverse can mean a lot of things, different people. Absolutely. When I'm talking about diversity here, I'm going to talk just about the background that you have in your career leading to you joining customer success or customer experience functions. So it's good that we define that. So that's what I mean by diverse. I mean, what happens is we tend to think that to fit a role, we have to come or have the exact background of the company we're going to work for. And there is an incredibly high value in coming from the industry. So when I look for employees that will be a fit, I look more for a skill set that is going to fit the customers that my team will support, as opposed to just trying to see if they will fit the skill set that I need for the job. So I look at both, of course, but it's very important for me to make sure that they will understand the customer. In our case, that is hospitality. And one of the things that happened is that in 2020, as you know, that industry saw the biggest impact, right? right? They had, <laughs> they were heavily impacted because hotels closed for the best part of the year. Definitely. And one thing that I found is some people started reaching out to me on LinkedIn saying, hey, I would like to touch about transitioning my career to customer success. What do I need to learn? And one of the conversations that I had with one of my former colleagues at Four Seasons is that she was trying to obscure or hide the fact that she was in hospitality and trying to rework her entire resume to basically not have anything to do with hospitality. And I told her, I said, no, no, no. Hospitality teaches us so many things about how we can service our customers better, how we empathize with them, how we proactively look for those signs that tell us that something is not going well. And how to remedy that in the industry, we call it the glitch. You know, if you, if you work in hotel, it's a glitch when something doesn't go well, but you have the opportunity to recover from it. And for me, the fact that people believe that they have to come from that same industry or they have to model their entire resume to appear as if they come from that industry, instead of looking or highlighting what you have learned through your career that will translate in that service culture, in that ability to connect with customers. 
is where I thought, you know, don't hide it. Use that, that diverse background that you have. It could even be acting. One of my team members that joined, the last one that joined actually, had a background in acting. And then he was in hotels. And you will think acting, well, it's not that they put a performance in in front of customers. It is really that he has the ability to, to really interact freely because that background he has where they're able to you know, improvise to to take a scene. For him, it's just so natural and it's so fluid. And I have to say that I found the different backgrounds that people are bringing have been very interesting to connect with customers. Yeah, very interesting. And just, just a bit about yourself. I mean, how did you end up moving from hospitality into like a, a CX role in technology? Was oh, it by yeah. accident or... <laughs> an accident. It was actually uh, what I would think is a natural progression. So what happened is when I was with Four Seasons, we had a tool for procurement at each hotel. So each hotel was doing uh, something different. And at some point, the hotel I was working at at that point, which was the Four Seasons Chicago and the Ritz-Carlton, which were both managed by Four Seasons, they actually look for efficiencies. And one of those efficiencies was, why don't we just have one procurement team procuring on behalf of both of them. And we implemented software for that. And it was it was such a learning experience <laughs> for all of us that have implemented a system at some point or another. You're like, wow, that was tough. And doing that, then the company allowed me or gave me the opportunity to go to other locations to serve as an implementation champion. And as the organization started growing, they decided to go with one single tool, which happened to be Burstreet. So when they decided to go with Burstreet, I was helping do implementations, not only at the hotel I was at, but I started going and assisting other sister locations to do it. When the time came after implementing several of them, the opportunity came with Bird Street that they were looking for somebody to implement a very large portfolio of hotels. And, you know, I had the experience in hotels. I had the experience with their technology and I had the experience with implementations. So that's why I call it a natural progression. It was for me... I wouldn't say seamless because there's so many things that you learn when you transition to another industry, but having the ability to talk to customers in their same language, understand, you know, the pain points that they went through implementations because I was a customer before I became the vendor uh, was very interesting. And it has really helped shape my career here at Bursary. Very interesting. And do you find it difficult to draw people from, for, for example, the hospitality industry into CX? I mean, what could they learn from it, I guess? In that, you mean from the transition? Yeah, well, I suppose just to attract those people, because you mentioned that that person didn't want to, you know, was trying to hide that experience of the hospitality, thinking that it was a negative thing. But does that mean then it's it's difficult to attract people from that background or diverse backgrounds into CX because they're, they're afraid of the background they have? I don't think it's difficult to attract them. I think it's difficult for them to see themselves making the transition. Right. I think that is more of that shift. But I have to say that since I've seen a lot of people from hospitality joining customer success, and it's because those skills are so transferable. You have the ability to work with people. You are always engaged. You are, you know, always either customer facing or outward looking. And I've seen a lot of people now joining customer success, which has been very refreshing from hospitality. What I drive the message is, look at that. Like, what is it that you achieved during your role that you can take on to this new one? Don't look for a, 
a perfect match because if we do that, we're never going to have another job, right? You might as well stay with the one you have. You have to look at what is a transferable skill. How do you take that and how you could model it to what these new organizations that you will be interested in joining could have? And how about, you mean, could you maybe share some of the challenges that you've experienced or that these people do experience when they transition into CX? Well, I think first and foremost is you have to understand the technology that you're going to be representing or the product or service that you will represent. And it's very different to do it when you're a user than when you are on the other side. Okay. So to understand that transition is if you were a user of those products or services, assuming that you were, and then you transition to work for the vendor, the first thing that you have to understand is you know the uh, user facing side, but you don't know what happens behind the scenes. So take your time to really understand how the organization works, the ins and outs. Make sure that then you can take that, compare it to how you were utilizing the product or service, and then the delta becomes how do you connect the two? So there are no disconnects in how customers were using the products or services. For me, another thing that I learned is the pain points that I had sometimes were pain points because we were not using the technology as intended or there were training gaps and bringing that feedback to your organization to see if there are opportunities. Sometimes it's documentation, sometimes it's training, sometimes it's just how you connect with the customers. I think that has been very helpful. But the first thing I will say is be patient. You're not going to walk in the first day and be like, hey, I use your products and services, therefore I know exactly what I'm doing. Nowhere is going to happen. <laughs> you could join Apple and say, I've used an iPhone for years, therefore I know how to, your organization works. You don't. <laughs> you absolutely don't. So I would say be patient. Uh, be patient. It's a journey, just like a journey in any other job that you've had. Even if you transfer with the same company, you know, there's it's a new team that you have to work with. But as you learn, look, look at those opportunities that you have to apply what you know and what you're learning to enhance the way you service customers. Brilliant. Very interesting. How did it take you a long time to feel comfortable in that new transition? Well, I will tell you that every time you transition from another job, especially because I spent 10 years with Four Seasons, the first couple of months, you're like, what have I done? <laughs> because it's different, right? But I have to say, it takes you about six months to really feel like you are really grasping the concepts. Just like, like I said, any job, you're going to have that period of adjustment. But for me, it was just incredibly valuable to see that, hey, now I understand where we're going and how the two pieces connect, my background and my current role. Did you find it difficult to, do, to learn the technology or did that kind of come naturally? The technology from a user perspective, I knew because I was a user of the system. But the backend side of it, that was a different language. When you joined technology and you were not in technology, all of this terminology, all this lingo and the assumption that technology people make that you understand that lingo is very interesting. So I had to many times to stop people and be like, I need you to go back and just explain it. I'm not saying it slowly, but let's just take it down one notch. So I understand it. Because if we go so fast and then, you know, you talk to customers the same way, you almost need a dictionary, you know, or a translator. So you want people to understand, and this is more for organizations to understand that, hey, maybe it's a glossary of terms. Maybe you have to demystify some of the terminology that you're using, but not everyone is going to understand those technology-specific terms when they just join your industry. And, you know, working in the hospitality, it's very 
um, it's very visible, you know, it's face to face. You can see reactions, you can read the reactions. How does that compare to then, you know, when you work in CX, which I'm guessing is more on the phone or can be on emails, things like that? Is that difficult transition or? You, it, it is, but it isn't. I think a lot of it, the, the, the basic thing is to always paraphrase in case that you feel that there might be a misunderstanding. Right. So I, I teach my team, look, communication, written or spoken, can lead to a lot of misunderstanding, if not properly said. So in the event that you feel that your customer might be misunderstanding or there's a very complex concept that you have to explain, you know, think about explaining to someone that is completely outside of, of your organization. How would you explain it? I always tell them that I explain things to my mom and I do. Sometimes it's something very complex. I have to explain a customer. I call my mom and I explain it to her. <laughs> And my mom is a very smart woman, but she doesn't come from the industry. So if she doesn't get it, then I'm not doing you know, a good job. So I'm not saying call your mom, <laughs> but, <laughs> but do share with your colleagues or you know, try to say, hey, am I, if I explain to you this way, are you getting my point? And paraphrase it because you have to level set before you assume that people are getting exactly what you're saying. The same goes for the company that welcomes you and the same goes for you explaining things to your customer. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I come from back on the pub business myself, as I explained before our call. So and I found this brought great value for me, just communication, dealing with people, difficult situations. And now I'm working a bit like self in the tech world. And uh, I completely concur. I mean, fantastic value add. Um, going forward to the future, how do you see your team evolving? Well, my team has grown over the past six months, I would say. I think one of the evolutions that we're seeing is that we had to go from having the ability to go and visit customers on site to all of a sudden everything just became tireless hours of team and Zoom meetings. And now we are getting back on that hybrid model where some customers welcome travel again and seeing each other. So I think my team needs to go back to being very efficient with how they use, we use the, t- the time of our customers, whether it's on a call or whether it's in person, because it's almost as if the doors open and everybody just wants to travel and wants to visit customers. So we have to be very efficient and we have to always think about the value and the impact we create in our interactions. If we are not going to make an impact, if the call is not needed, you know, it's more about then should we be communicating in that fashion? Is that necessary? Could we send a document? Could we send a loom video? For me, it's a lot about impact and value. And that's how I'm driving the team right now to understand how do we make a difference and how do we truly, truly show customers what they're getting our solution products and services. So I think that that's the evolution. It's no longer just, hey, here's a product and service and I can give you a few tools. This is about now going from the side of being the vendor to becoming the partner with your customer. Okay, very cool. Videos, I love the videos myself. I think they're great value add. So, I mean, you mentioned there about a mix of efficiency and a mix of, you know, traveling to go to the customer. So how do you guys determine when you need, really need to go and visit the customer versus maybe doing a video call or something else? Or have you even got to that stage yet? We're trying to do business reviews where possible in person. Uh, the, the dialogue and the strategic points that you discuss during these very valuable sessions foster better alignment when you do it in person. So where possible, uh, that will be my number one pick for meetings. But, you know, if there are opportunities where you are traveling and you will happen to be in the city, why not take that opportunity if your customer is open to that? 
we have to be also careful not to inundate customers with visits and not just try to just see them to see them. So again, this goes again to what value will this visit have for the customer? Is it to strengthen the relationship? Is it to, to try to talk about a challenge that will be better explained? I will say there's absolutely better ways to do things now with Zoom or Teams where it can be much more interactive. But if you have a larger group of people, like in a business review, for me, that will be the number one meeting that I will say we we will try to do in person as opposed to on the phone. Just a matter of interest, before the pandemic, how often would you have traveled? Me personally? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah in 2019, I traveled 250 days out of the year. My goodness. Yeah. But I will tell you, it was not all customer facing. It was also to me the different offices we had with teams. I found that as fantastic as it is to have meetings over the phone, my ability to connect with my team was amplified when I was able to go see them on site. So I was visiting the offices in China, the offices in India, the offices in Mexico and in California. So I did travel at least once a quarter to each of these offices to spend time with my team, brainstorming sessions, solutioning, trainings. They are so amazing when you are actually on site with your team. Of course, now that has changed where most of us are remote. So that creates challenges for how you collaborate with your team. But that was a large portion of the travel. And of course, the other one was meeting customers. Wow. And going forward, just for my own personal interest, how often would you see yourself traveling? Well, we just started. It's probably not going to be as often, uh, especially because now I don't necessarily have these many offices because, again, we have gone remote in many areas. But I, I think that, that I will still like to hop here and there to go see my customers just because my team now is really, really strong. And, you know, I love the relationships they're building and where the opportunity arises and I can meet our strategic partners along the way. That adds a lot of value. So. I don't know that it will be 250 days, but I do hope that, you know, we'll get to a point that at least I get to see my customers once a year. Fantastic. Listen, Carla, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was great to get your insights. And I love your idea of the whole diverse employee background. Um, much appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.